Welcome to another episode of Kiss My Mic, a podcast with a Gaitian flavor. Our theme this month is diversity in Hollywood to honor the many diverse creatives who are making their way in Hollywood. My guest today is Vic Krishna. Vic is an actor, comedian, content creator. His TikTok account has over 297,000 followers. He had a viral video and many other successful videos um, last year and this year. And the one that had, I think, the, the highest views is the one about the mRNA, mRNA vaccine, which we're going to talk about today, which yeah, which has been featured on Pop Sugar, Right This Minute, Fast Company, NPR, and many other sites. So, very excited to be speaking with you today. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Vic, for your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. I know that you are super busy. So without further ado, if you don't mind, I'm going to get right to some of the questions that I have. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So the theme is diversity in Hollywood. And I know that, you know, we met in Clubhouse last year. We've had so many conversations about diversity. Um, we'll get to overall Asian visibility as well. And, you know, hearing from your perspective um, on that and also being South Asian. Um, so is diversity is still um, relevant? You know, is that still a relevant conversation in Hollywood? And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I still think it's a, an important conversation uh, to be having. It is getting better. So I'm really excited to see where things are headed. But uh, there's still lots to be done. And I, I want to push it even further than it is right now. But I'm seeing like a lot of great stuff happening. And uh, we're seeing more visibility and representation uh, that's pushing uh, where it was uh, several years mm -hmm. ago in the industry. Yeah. Can you give some examples of how things have changed, you know, from your experience as an actor? Yeah. Um, I think if you look back, like, let's say, five, ten years ago, I think, uh, I think uh, brown people were like token brown people. Uh, and, and a lot of times, um, there weren't really any brown shows uh, available to consume. Uh, I think now, like, like Never Have I Ever. I see a bunch of new movies like the, um, Donkey Head on Netflix. Uh, a lot of Netflix India stuff is cross crossing over. Uh, comedy scene, like a lot of brown comics are rising above with Hasan Minhaj, Patriot Act. Uh, there's really a great wave of of content for South Asians and Asians uh, coming through and shining. Yeah, that's that's great, and we're looking forward to seeing more, right? But I think you also mentioned earlier that while things have improved throughout the years, that there's still more work that needs to be done. So, in your mind, what are some of the things that we can do as member of the? API Asian community, and even if you're not part of the community, right, if you're in entertainment, what are things that I think people should still do? Right. Uh, I still feel like in the we're in the phase of education. Like, I feel like when we see South Asian content, uh, we have to uh, not pander, but like educate the audience about like, you know, and, and do the things that people expect from South Asian content, like the, you know, we can have these big weddings, uh, arranged marriage, uh, the accent, um, uh, and like the tropes of like, you know, we, we have uh, like doctors, like all those typical things that we expect from South Asian content. I think we're still in that phase of like uh, stretching um, those topics. But I think 
the next phase would be like uh we're we just happen to be indian like and like it's just it's not all about being indian it's it's about he's indian but there's more to uh these characters than just being uh whatever nationality they are and and that's going to be exciting um cuz um that's going to really start some new interesting stories that we haven't seen before uh which is going to be exciting absolutely so vic what about your um your acting background so maybe if you can talk a little bit about your your acting journey and um you know how can people support you basically yeah i started uh i think I technically started in high school. I think a lot of us did with high school plays and musicals. Uh that's where it started. Uh I I'm still like I I'm always juggling between in front of the camera and behind the camera. I I just love all sides of this art form and 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 creating. Um but uh started in acting then kind of pivoted to like oh I think I want to be a director and I started making my own short films uh back when I was in Maryland. Uh Washington DC is kind of where I grew up. and uh I was just making my own stuff even then uh, and this was like you know 10 plus years ago um and I just slowly just started like teaching myself how to you know make films editing um cinematography just learning like all the different sides that are involved in making a, a project come come together uh and then once I felt comfortable in like the Maryland DC market I felt like okay uh, I need to like find bigger opportunities I decided to make the move to New York City around 7 years ago and uh I did my training did like uh T Schreiber Esper Studio Meisner training uh all these classes this really cultivated the craft and like learned took some time to just really soak it all in and just get better as an actor and then uh you know do the whole business side of acting also like getting the agent manager uh, and then doing auditions and doing all that and now i'm just in in the thick of it um i'm like uh this auditioning uh in the grind in new york city and i still enjoy creating and i think i've i've i think i've uh, embraced a more acting side of me now uh after moving to new york city i feel like i'm really um pushing for that more than the filmmaker i think i can always mature into the filmmaker later in my life as well uh so just kind of focusing on the acting side at the moment just making my own content uh, with the TikToks as he saw um and just pursuing auditions yeah yeah i mean you have such a um a long journey right you know starting in high school and then doing all the training moving to new york at what point did you realize that you know what this is really the path for me and and what was the reason that made you choose that path Uh I just That's a really good question. Um I love embodying characters. I feel like I I this living I live through like their experiences and it really just um allows to escape myself. And maybe there's something there to unpack. Like I'm trying to escape myself and I like temporarily being these characters. I think that's why I gravitate towards acting. I just really enjoy that experience and exploring uh, like living an entire new life within your life that you're living right now it seems just like wow what a concept uh what what this art form is uh so that really attracts me to do that and this storytelling i think i'm always i have i have opinions <laughs> i have ideas i want to like tell the world and they keep coming in my head and i i keep wanting to express them so i i just have the desire to express ideas and opinions that i have 
hopefully in a positive way to shape the world for a better place. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I believe that you are. And it seems that you have that creative bug really in you that you need to use your voice and really be creative. Right. So in your, yeah, in your acting career, so I guess I have two questions. Who do you consider, do you have any role models, you know, people that you look up to? And then if you have an opportunity to work with them, can you name a few, <laughs> you know, actors or directors? <laughs> oh, there's so many. Uh, I mean, we were talking about Brian Cranston the other, uh, just yesterday, last night, about his journey, how he, uh, you know, just stayed in the game for the long run. Uh, uh, and then... It, found uh, eventually found his like iconic role of breaking bad and like how he just never gave up so that resist that resilience is so inspiring and how he just dedicated his life to the craft uh daniel day lewis uh how much how committed he is in every role uh, like he's so method and like he just like really live the life of the character for you know a few years and how he doesn't break character that's like inspiring um could be seen extreme, but it is still like, wow, that's the dedication uh, to the game that he brings. Um, I think uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio, I really admire him for like that balance of like commercialism acting and like great, like this, the, the, like the real stuff as well, I think. And just like great selection of projects. Like he just does amazing work that I'm so envious of. Um, who else? There's so many. Um, Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks. The longevity of Tom Hanks. I feel like it's, all, it's also hard to like, there's so many actors that can have like a moment in history, but I feel like Tom Hanks is one of those people that like this, the duration of his career is just remarkable. Um, so how do you like stay, stay relevant and good at the game um, is also, um, yeah, he's probably one of my faves too. Yeah. I mean, those are great actors and I, I i think i we have, we share some of the names as well in terms of just people we look up to so the the next question i have vic some you mentioned a few things earlier like resilience and the longevity and the determination in just mastering your graph so for those who may be interested in pursuing this path what do you think are some of the skills that you know aspiring actors should have you know, in order to be successful. Yeah, I think if you just if you just see yourself as the actor, um, I think patience is key um, because there's so many things that have to fall into place for like the right role with the uh, like the some writer somewhere you don't even know is has to write this role that you're like such a such a perfect fit for, and then you show up and you deliver once you and and then you get the opportunity to play this character that you're just so right for and can do, um, which can be longer for some people that wait and you might be discouraged along the way. Like, Oh man, I'm just not getting the opportunity to shine. And uh, like, you might want to give up, but I think you really have to, if you really love it, um, it'll be a test to see how much you love this, uh, when your patience gets tested, um, for the right opportunity to show up for you. That's good advice. Yeah. So being patient, having fa patience. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And patient and just, yeah. And if you love the work, just, just nothing stops you from performing what you want to perform, even mm -hmm. if it is to a room of 
room to yourself. So if you want to explore a character, I used to do these things called monologue Mondays, uh, where I would just pick up like a play or a, a movie script uh, and be the person who I wanted to be in the movie yeah. or play and just perform it, prepare it. Uh, I filmed it and I put it up just for myself because I just, I wanted to grow as uh, the actor and I just exercised my craft. And I think you need, you don't need it, but it will go a long way and it'll keep you mm-hmm. happy and sane to be expressing and exploring these new characters, which is what you want to do um, as a career. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, putting yourself up there and also, you know, going through the training yourself by doing the work and, and going yeah. through it. So you mentioned, um, you know, the monologue Mondays, which I think is on your TikTok, right? You know, back then. Yeah. If you go scroll, scroll way, way back before the, before the skits, <laughs> I was just, yeah, it was just, uh, doing random, uh, movies and scripts. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, if you don't mind, Vic, if we can step back, like, how did you stumble upon, you know, TikTok? How did you start, get started, you know, in the mm-hmm. platform or um, social media as a whole? And then mm-hmm. I guess start with that. And then, you know, I'll, um, you know, talk about like some of the content that you've made as well. Yeah, I think uh, it, it was definitely the pandemic uh, really put gasoline on that fire. I mean, I was making content like with the monologues and like uh, short films that I would just put up on my YouTube or Instagram. And TikTok was kind of emerging as the pandemic was going on. A lot of people were uh, getting on it. And the industry was, you know, had just stopped, halted, uh, like in terms of regular auditioning, like nothing was filming. So we had a lot of time uh, on our hands to just do stuff. And TikTok was like an option and I was seeing what's going, I was, I was seeing, first I was just a consumer, just like watching what was going on. I was like, cool. People are just like putting themselves out there and whatever thing they're into or whatever they do. Um, and like, I, I saw skits happening and like, I was like, okay, I, I should try this. Like, l- let me just give it a, give it a shot. If anything, it's fun to do because I always, I just want to create, right? That's the ultimate goal. And I just started doing it during the pandemic and uh i did this one with my girlfriend called like uh july like july was about to come up and like how it felt us as people going through uh the starting the new month in july and how it felt like we were like this was like the height of like the pandemic where everybody was like this is getting crazier and crazier by the day like what what is happening this is wild this is like unprecedented so it kind of captured that energy uh, in a skit and that was like the first skit that kind of blew up for us and i was like whoa okay maybe this format can work or this is like oh maybe this is something like we have a knack for and then then, then there on i just started creating more regularly yeah you are hilarious you're funny i mean the mrn and a video so many different skits that you've done throughout as well you have the don't say gay bill you have the um what was it the brown um when you did a like a like an snl type <laughs> like news reporting oh yeah right 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 oh brown down yeah we do like a we, we that was fairly new as we're trying to do like a weekly segment of going through the news and giving it kind of like a brown spin to it, a south asian angle to it and like how we feel as south asian people in our community uh yeah that's fairly new yeah like just whatever's into the, whatever's topical is kind of kind of tackle uh that is my 
vantage point and see what I can say about it. Yeah. So to follow up on that, so so maybe using the platform, I mean, you have 297,000 followers. One video had about 13 million views, which is phenomenal and amazing. So I guess, how do you see, you know, basically the using the platform, like what is, what are you trying to convey? Like what kind of message you're trying to put out there and the essence of your presence in these platforms? Yeah. Uh, I mean, with the vaccine videos, it was definitely, uh, I was seeing a lot in the news, the whole anti-vaxxer movement and like the hesitance and the confusion among it. And I was like, oh man, I think a lot of people, and I sense in my own friend circle too, there was this like, like, how did they develop it so quick? There were so many questions that arose that, that caused this doubts to arise. And I was like, okay, maybe I can like make this like mini movie and kind of explain exactly what's going on. Yeah. And maybe that could help people. And, uh, and it would, it would be fun to kind of make like this like funny movie and embody these like components of the vaccine and show it how it works. And, uh, like, yeah, let's make a movie out of it. A little short film, a little short TikTok. Uh, and like the, the goal was just to like explain it, like literally just explain how this works in an entertaining way. Um, and like, like similar to that, like whenever there's like a big news topic, uh, where, there's a lot of like opinions being thrown around and like, it's like, it's hard to digest. Uh, I try to simplify like what's going on. So at least somebody gets a gist of it rather than completely know nothing about it. Uh, yeah. So I think having some understanding could be like a gateway to digging further and like, okay, now I get it. And like, now I'll explore more and let me um, do some more research after like seeing one of my videos, hopefully uh, like I'll just like this kind of, hold their hands uh, for the first few steps. Like, okay, this is a topic. This is what people are, you know, angry about, or this is why they're fighting for this. And this is why, like, and from there on, make your decision, like, which side are you on? Or, like, do you understand it better? Like, do you understand why this is, like, relevant in today's uh, world? And I think that's important. I think it's important to understand as people, like, okay, what's going on in the world? Uh, rather than be yeah. so isolated and, like, so, so like, um, disclosed. Yeah. I mean, that, that truly is a mark of being a storyteller, right? I mean, you're tackling on complex topics that sometimes it's hard to comprehend, right? You, you know, the mm -hmm. vaccine, the science behind it, and you're using the form that, that you know, you know, to convey that message and communicate that to other people as well. So, you know, hats off to you for, for doing that and for continuing to do that. Thank you. And so uh, on the tech talk, on the social media front as well, Vic, um, cause you know, you mentioned about, the the, the first video that you did with your girlfriend, and then you have many other videos that went viral as well. Um, afterwards, what do you think contributed to the virality of, of the videos? And, you know, um, if you can look back and think about what made them successful. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I like to use humor, uh, for these like complex topics or serious topics even. Uh, I think humor uh, can make it more uh, digestible uh, for an audience. And like, if, if they're laughing, then you can get, uh, my acting coach used to say like, when they're laughing is when you can like give them a spoon of truth. He says it's much better, but like, you know, make them laugh like a baby. <laughs> you used fork. <laughs> you used fork last time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to fork. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But it's like, you know, like trying to feed a baby. You want to make them laugh so then you can like shove a, a spoon of truth in their mouth. Uh, along those lines is what. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of utensils, um, you know, elements in your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're always lying around. I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this. This has to be some metaphor for something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. it's great. I love it. Yeah, but sorry. Keep going. Uh, yeah, but that's that's generally the idea. Just like giving truth via humor, uh, using because I think comedy is very powerful uh, when used correctly. Um, I feel like people yeah. like you know like George Carlin. Uh, he's like a inspiration to me comedically. Like he, I mean, he would talk about very like high level topics, but he would like do it through humor, which makes it like okay, make it really makes you think. Okay, like wow, I didn't think I never thought of it like that. Like that's what I'm aiming for <laughs> yeah so yeah. you would you consider like comedy the gen- genre that you wanted to pursue continuously or uh yeah i would um i actually even started recently a stand-up career too so i just recently performed my first stand-up set at gotham comedy club in new york city and like i saw the post wow that's amazing yeah congrats yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's completely different yeah appreciate it so much it's something i've been I've been, I was very scared to do it. I think I've been putting it off for so long. I, cause I always knew I wanted to be, uh, funny. I wanted to like make people laugh and all that, but I always was so terrified of stand up comedy because it was so, it's so naked up there. But I finally, I think via the TikToks and all these skits gave me a confidence boost that I needed to so like, okay, I think I proved myself in that platform. Let me prove myself on stage. And then I just went for it. Yeah, this is amazing. Any takeaways yeah. from your your first stand up, like you know how to get over the nerves, or like what does it take to really nail the um, you know the the punchlines and all that? Yeah, I mean, do a lot of practice. We uh, we did a. I went to a class, and I also did a, like a bunch of open mics. So you didn't need to, definitely need to get the reps in. Uh, the stage time that really goes a long way and uh, constantly rework the joke. Like it's a lot of so much of comedy, uh, stand up comedy is writing uh, along with the delivery. So it's, it's two and two. It's one and one, sorry, one and one. <laughs> uh, but you need to work on both, both the writing and the delivery. So there's two components to every joke. Um, so that you need to work on and then just commit, 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 uh, make a choice and like, um, just go with it. Amazing. Can't wait to see you on Netflix, the next uh, comedy series, Vic. <laughs> no, but I mean, you're really, you're really funny. You have wonderful content. You, you are using your voice to, to convey your message and using comedy and humor. So I, I, I hope I can watch you, you know, at some point, right, you know, in your stand up. So um, I do want to thank you for taking the time to share your thoughts and be on this podcast. And so, yeah, so Vic, I guess for my last question is, um, actually two questions, sorry. What's the advice that you would give to other people who want to pursue this path in entertainment? And then secondly is, how can people support you in terms of your next steps as well? Yeah, uh, my advice would be don't wait, start creating. Uh, You literally have a phone and that's all you need at this moment to get started and you can you can attract the world from that phone uh if you're passionate and driven enough and just and and don't be deterred uh just keep creating like not everything i made is a is a hit and i keep pushing forward 
I've had many just, just kind of, you know, they flop and that's fine because it's still an expression and it's still you're working through your, your head and your, your, your just, you know, you're navigating and you're working through it. And eventually you will uh, make something that people like more than others. And that's fine, but just keep creating. Uh, don't let the numbers uh, deter you. Uh, and don't even be focused by the numbers, really. Just start, just say what you want to say, uh, how you want to say it, and find your voice and style in this in this space. And from there, um, you know, there, there, somebody will discover or uh, find you when they need to find you, and things will, you'll be prepared when the opportunity comes. Absolutely. So speaking of opportunity, so... What's next for you, Vic, and how can people support you? Uh, yeah, what next? I mean, I shot a short film in Canada, uh, discovered via TikTok that they found me. Uh, so, yeah, I never thought that could happen, but you see, you oh. never know what, what could lead to things. Uh, so that's going to do a festival route. I was in a documentary that's going to be in Tribeca uh, later next month or this month, I forget. And, uh, yeah, I'm auditioning still, and I'm working on a couple of new tiktoks that should be out <laughs> well maybe one this week one next week and uh yeah working out on my next five minute set so doing a lot um a lot in all different areas yep and make sure to follow um you on tiktok and instagram so it's the same yeah uh, you can find me at hot yeah at hot vic krishna on tiktok and at hot vic krishna actor on instagram uh, also on Twitter as well. All right. Well, we're definitely um, looking forward to see more from you, Vic. And congrats again on the success of your videos and your comedy, you know, your acting career. And, you know, we're here to support you. So with that, thank you. And thanks to all the listeners.